0: Season 2 of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best-selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain.
1: So how much do you contemplate? How much do you think about the decisions that you need to make both professionally and personally? How much do you think about what your past has taught you in terms of developing the ability to make good decisions and of developing the ability to create processes for your business or your department or your team or yourself that are really going to work out. How much do you think about things like that? That's the topic of today's Project Distinct. And there might be a surprise in the answer for you in what we're doing today. All right, Scott McCain. Thanks for joining me again today for Project Distinct. Coming to you today from Maui. In Hawaii, of course, I'm here with Volkswagen Australia. They have a premium dealers event where they bring in their top 20 dealers from the country of Australia. And speaking to them today, over the next few days, in fact, so uh, Tammy and I are here in Maui. We'll be bringing your project distinct from Maui for the next several episodes. And today's Project Distinct, to brought to you by the Ultimate Business Summit. What if you had the opportunity to sit down with three best-selling authors and Hall of Fame professional speakers, and talk specifically about the challenges in your business, in your career? That's what we do at the Ultimate Business Summit. The summit does not end until every question has been addressed and answered. That's why we keep it to a small group. It's why it will sell out. It's why we want the listeners of Project Distinct to be there. Just go to Ultimate. Business Summit.com. If you sign up, just enter the special code Scott. Just enter Scott. Enter the code. Get you a hundred dollars off registration. That's ultimate business summit.com. We'd love to see you in August in Las Vegas. Fascinating conversation last night with my friend and my client and just an awesome person, Jason Bradshaw. Jason is the director of customer experience and marketing for Volkswagen Australia. That puts him in the C suite in terms of how they define their, he's the chief customer officer, chief marketing officer for Volkswagen Australia, an extraordinary person and and a, great client, but most importantly, a a very, very close friend. Jason and I were talking to dinner last night about how much he hates the term, the customer journey. The reason is because you can assimilate all of this data and not take any action. As you're planning for the customer journey, you may already know what's broken, yet you want to get the data before you fix it. Fix what's wrong. Don't think about it too much, was how I would summarize Jason's point and perspective, and I I, I hope that's fair to him, and I can't quit thinking about that. It's one of the things that really struck me. Do we contemplate too much, and how much is introspection good for us professionally and personally? How much is it negative in terms of professional and personal development? I, I found an article in Psychology Today. It's called Introspection versus Rumination, and psychologists discuss the difference between those two terms. It's written by Sophia Dembling in a column called The Introvert's Corner from 2013 in Psychology Today. In this post, she talks about the difference between rumination and self examination. Introverts tend to spend a lot of time in their own heads, she talks about. And so the risk of digging themselves into holes where they ruminate constantly going around and around in circles. Rick Hansen, Author of Buddha's Brain, the practical neuroscience of happiness, love, and wisdom, says that for him, the key distinction is whether the reflection process is productive. Introspection, he says, is productive. Rumination is not. It's repetitive, it's negative, and it's often self flagellating. We beat ourselves up for the things that we've done instead of using our experience to plan for the future. Interesting point, he says, then this becomes a major risk factor for anxiety and depression. And I think that can happen within organizational cultures as much as it can happen in individual emotional and mental challenges. Haven't you worked in dysfunctional organizations? We talk about dysfunctional families, dysfunctional people, but, man, I've been around a lot of dysfunctional organizations. And they ruminate over what's been wrong as opposed to getting out there, as Jason Bradshaw says, and fixing the damn problem. Dr. Lisa Firestone, who wrote The Self Under Siege, talks about that time spent alone in thought can be positive, a rich environment for personal growth and creativity, but it can also be dangerous when we're negatively turned against ourselves. Introspection, she says, is the process of healthy self-reflection, which is good for your well-being and for your brain, but if we take it too far gets us to the point that it's not a safe place. It's not healthy. And I think that's happening in many organizations. They want to analyze the data to the point that they never take action. Look, we've all heard the cliche paralysis by analysis, but this even goes beyond that. It gets us into that constant point of analyzation and looking in the rearview mirror, as opposed to taking the chances that it's going to take in terms of how we set ourselves apart from the competition, whether it's individually as a professional, like a salesperson trying to beat other salespeople, or whether it's organizationally trying to stand out from our competitors in our local or even global marketplace, what we have to do is to focus on the future. In an article for the New York Times, columnist David Brooks wrote, Introspective or Narcissistic, back in 2014, and he talked about a program called Critical Incident Stress Debriefing. And in this program, they had victims of trauma write down their emotions right after an event. Now, the idea, of course, is we shouldn't keep our feelings bottled up. But the interesting result of this study was this. People who did this suffered more post-traumatic stress and were more depressed in the following weeks. Their intimate reflections impeded their healing, and it froze the pain in place. What happened, they found, was that their lives were better improved by exercise than by writing it down. Here's what I want you to think about in, in the coming days and in the coming week. How much time are you spending ruminating over what you professionally, personally, your organization has done wrong, as opposed to thoughtfully planning the future and taking action? One of the lines that I've used in my personal life, as well as in speaking, is that no matter how hard I try, I can't change the past. Can't can't change the past. The past is the past and it is done. The only thing I can do is to learn from the past to create a better future. But so many organizations and so many individuals are so trapped in the past that they never create the future they desire. That does it for us for today's Project Distinct from Maui. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for the comments that folks are leaving on iTunes and other apps where they get their podcasts. It's truly appreciated. I want you to know. Look forward to talking to you again tomorrow on Project Distinct. This is Scott McCain. Thanks again.
0: You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up. Project Distinct with Scott McCain.